The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, the USC, I, I mentioned there, introduced 13 years ago as a temporary measure. Well, so we all uh, seem to recollect, though. Pat Kenny did ask Pascal Donoghue, Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform, uh, uh, very recently about his response to calls for the USC to be scrapped. Take a listen. Uh, the reason why I would take great care with any such decision like that is because so much of the tax that we are now collecting in the time ahead, particularly on corporate tax, we believe with good cause uh, could also decline or go away. So the Department of Finance have evaluated that around 11 billion euro of the corporate tax that we are collecting um, is temporary, is related to the very high level of corporate profitability that exists within the global economy at the moment. And Pat, the very last thing I would ever want to see happen to our country, and I never want to be involved in such a decision myself, is to remove a tax when times are good, but then have to bring it back when times get hard. Yeah, that was uh, Pascal Donoghue speaking to Pat uh, last week. Uh, Pat also put it to him about the temporary nature of it. And for what it's worth, Pascal Donoghue said that he never claimed it was a temporary measure. Of course, he wasn't in the Department of Finance when it was introduced. Anyway, Verona Murphy is with me, independent TD for Wexford. Verona, should we get rid of the USC? Good evening, Kieran. Well, I think, you know, it's whatever suits them at the time, because if you look at Feingeld's website and their manifesto for 2020, and I can quote it verbatim, as more jobs are created, we will ensure work pays more than welfare and that hard work and entrepreneurship are better rewarded. And by the end of 2020, we will abolish the USC as part of a long term economic plan very different from what his answer was to Pat Kenny. I think the reality is what most people want to see, regardless of how their tax is paid, is value for money. And I think we've had election manifesto on promise since it was introduced in 2011, particularly by Fine Gael, that this would be abolished. I can give you a list here. I wouldn't bore your listeners. But what I can give you more so is a list of wastage that neither of these parties in government have addressed, and it is mind-boggling. I'm a member of the Public Accounts Committee, Kieran, and week on week we interview sec gens who come in to try and defend their budgets and look for more. But that in itself is quite frustrating because answers are not forthcoming. But let me just give you an instance of some of the wastage that goes unaccountable, where nobody holds their hand up, nobody is responsible, and it's just ongoing. In the HSE, spent 80 million during COVID on ventilators that were neither, no procurement was carried out on the companies that the money was paid to, and the ventilators subsequently arrived in Ireland and weren't able to be used because we had a different system. On board Planola have taken legal action and undertaken to defend judicial reviews to the tune of millions of which they then conceded. The HSE Children's Hospital, we have no idea where it's going to end up. Unfortunately for the taxpayer, at this point in time, we're being told that capital infrastructure projects around the country are going to suffer because of the overspend. At no stage has the Public Accounts Committee been able to ascertain a final figure for the completion of the Children's Hospital. This one is mind-boggling. The Department of Transport. Three combined projects, Metro North, Metro West and DART Interconnector. 150 million completely wasted. 
nobody in the Department of Transport, in TII, in the NTA, have actually disputed this figure, but neither have any of them taken so, on so, responsibility. So, Verona, is it your contention then, because the obvious question when people suggest you abolish it is, well, where do you make up the shortfall? You think you can make up the shortfall by less waste, is that it? You, If we were to address the waste because of the fact that government is flush with money, there is absolutely no accountability. Absolutely none. And I I can go on and on and I can quote several figures. For instance, we have a high-density planning policy. Every time we institute apartments outside of urban areas, where it's the only place that they work here on with the transport infrastructure, but when we need to build them outside of that, we, we actually spend a hundred thousand, it costs a hundred thousand more to build an apartment than it does a house. We could save the country billions by changing our planning policy. Okay. About five billion, which is what the USE in a parliamentary question, uh, Minister McGrath told okay. us is the annual let, income from the USE. Let me bring in let me bring in Dara Cassidy, head of communications at bonkers.ie. Dara, is there merit in that argument? Trim the fat and use the savings then to cut the, the hated USC. Yes and no. I, I'd agree with most of what Verona is saying, and I totally agree with the issue around government waste. There's a huge amount of government waste, which is absolutely shocking, and we could be here all afternoon talking it through. But just as to whether or not we should abolish the USC, it's not necessarily a simple yes or no. I think it's a little bit more nuanced, which I'll just quickly go through. It was brought in initially pretty much replaced the income levy and the health levy, although it was probably brought in at a higher level. So when we think of it as this surcharge, this brand new tax that we should get rid of, in many ways, a lot of it was actually replacing other taxes that were there. The other point is, if we remove the USC and make no other changes to our tax system, we will have a situation in Ireland where someone on around €20,000 will pay zero income tax, zero PRSI, and zero USC. And of course, as a lot of listeners will know, once you get to 40k, you'll pay lots of income tax and you'll pay PRSI on the whole 40k or 50k or whatever you're earning. So we'll go from a situation where you're too poor to pay a cent of income tax to contribute towards the running of the country on 20k, but you're rich enough to pay the top rate of tax at 40k, which I just think is absolutely insane. And if you were in most other countries, including Denmark, Sweden, Germany, if you were on 20k, you could pay maybe two, three, sometimes even 4,000 euros worth of income tax. Now, I know you get better services and we could be here all day debating as to how we go about doing that. But removing the USC as is would lead to a situation, as I said, where you would be paying no tax at all in incomes of up to 20,000. And the middle class would be burdened with, mm. uh, would be left with the burden. And I, I just think that is unsustainable. And if I were in government, I find myself thinking this a lot and saying this to my, my, myself a lot lately. But what I would do is I'd merge the USC and the PRSI because the USC is just toxic. It has a toxic uh, association with this. Perhaps increase the rate ever so slightly to 5%. Call it something else. Call it maybe social security but then make everyone contribute to that. So whatever about not paying tax on lower levels of income, I do firmly believe, as they do in Sweden, Denmark, all those other countries, Germany, everyone should contribute towards their own Mm. social security on even moderate incomes. Uh, uh, Verona, 
your suggestion is effectively to narrow the tax base, isn't it? Is that not what economists say is an awful thing to do when things are going well? Narrow the tax base, because then you've got to expand it in the bad times. No, I, I had no suggestion. I know we have to have a taxation system, but we what we need and to keep people on board is value for money. And from the perspective of my research, particularly on the USE, if you work in Southern Ireland, but you live Sorry, if you work in Northern Ireland, mm. but you live in Southern Ireland, you don't pay the USE, but you have all the benefits that come with it. Now, the reality is, if we're looking at planning for a united Ireland, that's an issue that needs to be addressed. But from what Dara is saying, yeah, I, I don't that, disagree. That, but, that has but no, nothing no, to do with abolishing the UK. Okay, go on. No, no. It, well, it's not that we need. It's a bit, not about abolishing it. It's about what do we introduce as a taxation system that's fair? Because ultimately, when the USE came in, it took over from health levies and and one other of which just won't health and income. That was what it replaced. But the reality is that at that time we had a twelve billion input to the health service. We now have twenty six and a half billion. And we have the health services still in very much disarray. And if you look at Denmark and other countries who pay very much the same taxes, they're number two. Denmark and I think it's Norway are number two and three on the health board from the perspective of providing service per Mm. capita. We're number 10. So this is not about more money. Kieran, this is about spending effectively, and that will never happen unless we take care of the waste. There is just no yeah. accountability. I'm I just conscious the person per, before we go to that. I'm just conscious the person you describe, like they are paying income tax and in their income in the north that funds the NHS, which they're not availing of either. So, I mean, it's kind of a peculiar situation on this island. I'm not sure I'd be citing it as a, as, as a great example. But anyway, Dara, you wanted to jump in. You know, but like, I, I completely agree with Verona's point around value for money. But for me, for, for me, where I think taxpayers don't get value for money, it's the taxpayers on 30 grand, 40 grand and 50 grand. And when you look at our tax system, it's people who are on moderate to slightly higher levels of income that, are, are worse off in, in, in essence than people in other countries. Our tax system is highly progressive, maybe almost too progressive. And it's very, very generous to people who are on slightly lower levels of income. And I know you might say, well, is that fair to be putting people on lower levels of income into the tax net? But it's what the Swedes do. It's what the Danes do. It's what the, Ger- the Germans do. Rather than getting rid of the USC in its entirety, although, like I said, my preference would be to merge it with the PRSI and then taxes on all incomes um, would be to increase the cutoff rate. So I think that cutoff rate at 40,000 comes in too soon. It should go up to 50,000, like Leo Varadkar and Fina Gale have been promising for 10 years and have gotten absolutely nowhere. That's where I think the, the, the value for money is because it's often people who are on 40 grand, 50 grand. They're mm. not earning necessarily huge incomes. They're being taxed at a very, very high marginal rate and then they don't qualify for a lot of social welfare supports. Verona, should more lower income workers be contributing something, something small to the tax base? Well, I think the reality is we have a system whereby you can draw benefits from the Department of Social Welfare and work up to 19 hours per week. And unfortunately, I believe that that's a system whereby we are preventing people from taking full time employment. So that in this economy and at a time of when we have such a serious cost of living crisis, people are actually availing of that. Rather, it's more beneficial. And this is why it gets me when you hear we will we will make work pay. 
we actually are not making work pay. We are, we are encouraging people to not avail of full-time employment. And at, at the crisis that we face now, which is full-time empl- employment, we have our, our full employment, I should say, across the country, we have to make a decision. And that is to make work pay. And I think we have to renegotiate what was instituted in a very different time. And my recollection, I was working hard at the time, that when it was brought in, it was a temporary measure at the height of an economic crisis. And it has not been revised, even though we live in very different times. Verona Murphy, Independent TD for Wexford, and Derek Cassidy, Head of Communications at Bonkers.ie. Thank you both very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.